Welcome to the NBA Podcast, Most and the Host. My name is Noah Burnett, and we'll be covering all things happening around the NBA. Today, we will be covering the top 15 players under the age of 25. As we approach the uh, middle half of the season here in the NBA, we thought we'd take a moment to go through our top 15 players under the age of 25 we'd want to start a franchise with. You know, over the next two, three weeks, we're expecting a lot of moves on the trade front, and um, if we had our druthers, there's a few players we'd like to start our teams with. And, you know, we've decided to break this into five tiers today. Tier one will be the slam dunk Hall of Famers. Tier two are going to be the all-NBA potential players. Tier three should make an all-star team or two. Tier four have some superstar potential. And our tier five is our YOLO potential all-NBA players. And we'll we'll start breaking them down. I'm going to start with my tier one. I have one player here, Luka Doncic. As do I. I have Luka Doncic. He's um, the only player I'd be shocked of to not win an MVP. Oh, yeah. He's he's coming at an interesting time. He's got to start winning some games. You know, they keep getting that 6-7 seed. They keep losing to the Clippers. I know we choose our MVP beforehand, but I'd love to see Luka's team maybe get that 2 or 3 seed. Uh, I think he's, he's just got to elevate his players a little bit more. I also think that the uh, GM of that team really needs to make some moves and flip some players, especially Christoph Porzingis. Who who do you think that they could use for for that team right now? Oh, uh, they should need a second scorer. Really, they have nobody else to score at all. Zinger Zinger scored in his career. I think I don't know if they're using him correctly. They seem to roll him out to that three point line and just let him unload. And I wonder about getting some touches down low. Even if they're using them incorrectly, it's not going to change. They really just need to get some new, fresh players in to see what can happen. Well, maybe maybe we'll see some of this in the next week or two. All right, uh, tier two. Noah, what do you have? This well, is our all-NBA tier. For my first player, I had John Morant. I think that's a clear stem dunk for both of us there. He's my second player as well, and Jaw has been on an absolute tear. He's really changed that narrative of who should have been first between him and Zion, and I, I don't think it's particularly close right now. Jaws separated himself from the other point guards in the league. He's playing playing good offense, a little bit of defense. He can probably pick that up. He had a spectacular block the other night. Um, but I'd love to see him lock lock people down. And I think the upside with that athleticism is there. He should be able to do this. Yeah, at the start of the season, there was some uh, slight narrative that their team might be better without Jaw Moran. That was quickly shut down after an 8-0 run and him averaging 30 points a game in those eight games. Yeah, well... Player three, who do you have, Noah? I had Jason Tatum. I also have Tatum. He's struggling this year. I think I think he's trying to trying to play, <laughs> learn how to play with Jalen Brown. And you know, it's funny watching Boston. I see two isolation players not in sync. And I, I hope I'm wrong. I just have this fear they're not going to be able to cohabitate with one another. It's very possible. Jason Tatum is a spectacular player, and he can he might be able to be the best player on a good team. We don't really know. Um, I think they need to trade Jalen Brown, though. Hmm. What What would they bring in? A point guard, possibly. A good a, center. A point guard out of Philadelphia? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it's not an awful trade if they were to get something else. Well, I look at I look at Tatum's strengths, and you know he's a great isolation player. Uh, he can hit the three, although I think he's having a bit of a down year right at the moment. Um, he needs some help. He's, he's not a great passer. He historically averages two to three assists per game. And, and he, he's not really getting those teammates involved. And I know he had that big dust up with Marcus Smart. And 
the coaching staff. And I just, I'm not seeing improvement on the passing front. And I, I, I think you're right. They need to bring somebody in to move that ball right now. I think Ben Simmons is perfect because um, you'd also get Tobias, Tobias Harris in there. And that brings two good all-stars, <laughs> potential all-stars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they want Tobias Harris. He makes a lot of money, but he's a solid player. He can shoot really well. He gets probably 20 points a game. Is he too slow to play the three? And I think that's what it's going to come down to because Tatum's not going to play the five. Tatum will, I think Tatum will play the three. Well, well, we'll have to wait and we'll see about that. Yeah. Uh, for my third player, I had Trey Young. For your fourth player, Trey Young. I, I had Trey as my fifth. I, I have turned the corner on Trey. As you know, I, I felt he was a chucker. He still plays zero defense. <laughs> But he is a spectacular offensive player. I think the closest thing we have in range to right, right now to Curry and, and Dame Lillard. And, and, you know, he's getting eight, nine assists a game. He's, in, he's involving the players. Uh, I just – I wish he'd play – he's never going to be a lockdown defender. i just like to see him try. Like at Curry-level defense. Ooh, I think Curry's defense is really elevated recently, and I don't, I don't ever see him getting there. I would, I would accept a – <laughs> a John Morant defense level <laughs> at this point, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's a top 10 offensive player in the league. I think his defense really brings him down there though, but I definitely see him making a few all NBA teams. Yeah. The, the skill level of those threes is incredible to watch. Well, I have one more player in my tier two. I have, that's it. That's it for me. That's it for you. I actually put Donovan Mitchell up there. I see a scenario where Donovan Mitchell is freed and and doesn't have to acquiesce to Rudy Gobert and Jingles on Utah at times, and I I, I could see him taking over an offense out of a Vince Carter Jr. type level. He's got that explosive athleticism. He's showing he can hit the three. He can he can play D when he's engaged, and I I think he could be a special player for a team. And it, it you know the rumor mills out there that he's he he may be available. Uh, I just don't see him at the level of the other three players in my tier two. Put him on the team trays on, replace him with Trey, and I think they win 10 less games. Interesting. And, well, they're a different player, and that team, that Atlanta team has been built around around Trey. Okay, okay, like put it on Memphis. He wins 10 less games. Yeah, maybe, maybe. We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I also have Jalen Brown in my lineup, and I was hesitant to put Jalen here. Um, I, I've been nervous with, like I said, with the development alongside Tatum and Jalen and Tatum seem to shine at different times and it's never together. They're just not, not getting along on the court. Well, um, nevertheless, Jalen has really amped up his offensive game. He's always been a great defender and watching him score 30, 40 points is, is unbelievable. I didn't think he'd get there when he came into the league. I saw him as a three and D at best. And he's really changed my mind about that. I just don't think he'll ever be at the level of Tatum or an actual superstar. I think he could be an eight-time all-star maybe, but I don't think he'll ever be one of the best players on a finals winning team. Yeah, I, I think we might see this as a possibility coming up soon, though. I, I just see a trade, and I think I agree with you. They're going to have to make the choice between Tatum and Brown, and there's been more games than not where Brown's looked like the more solid player, but I agree Tatum's got more upside, and I think we might see that move in the next year or two. Yeah. You know, the, the last player I have in this tier is a bit controversial, and I, I, I have been a big Ben Simmons supporter up until this year. And I 
have struggled with him deserting his team and holding out, not being happy with the franchise. And I, I just, his talent's undeniable. He, he can average triple doubles. He's one of the most impactful defenders in the NBA. And I, I truly believe a six foot 10, six foot 11 guard who can guard all five positions very well, mind you, is more valuable than a seven foot one center who's just guarding centers and can't play at the end of the game. I I have him in my tier five. I think he has lots of upside and his defense is phenomenal, but I'd never see him being a good offensive player. Cool. I think he'll be able to pass the ball and get to the hoop, but I think to get to the next level, unless you're Giannis, and mind you, there's no other Giannis, I think you have to be able to shoot. Okay. I, I agree. And I'm tired. I'm so tired of watching these Ben Simmons dragging threes in practice and not, not getting them in the game. All right, so that wraps up our Tier 3. Our Tier 4 is our superstar potential. This is my smallest tier. I think I have a player that's going to surprise you in this tier. Who do you have? I have Jamal Murray. Huh. I got the, the sharpshooter Canadian. I, I mean, I wish he didn't get injured. He was spectacular when he was out in the bubble. And yeah. he was averaging 20, 25, 30 points a game. And not great defense, but was making some passes when it counted. He really looked like the second star they needed when they were up in the down with Jokic and him pulling off crazy stat lines. Yeah, they're missing him right now. <laughs> it's showing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also have Aiton and love DeAndre Aiton. I love his superstar potential. I, I think that center position is just turning into a dinosaur right now, but Aiton is fast. He's a bit of a rim runner. You know, he's never going to shoot the three at a high clip. Maybe he could get to a, a Jonas Valanciunas super slow motion three point <laughs> one or two shots a game, but he's, he's never going to be a high volume three point shooter, but he plays good D when it's needed. And his free throws are, are decent. So unlike maybe Ben Simmons or, or uh, Gobert, he can, he can finish up the game and he held his own in the finals last year. He looked great up there. I think Aiden is an all star. He'll be an all star. I think I don't think he'll ever bring your team to a new level, though. I think you need to bring in some wings, some guards to really do that, unless you have a Jokic uh, or an Embiid, I guess. I just don't think he'll bring your team to the next level. Okay. Who who else do you have in your Tier 4? <laughs> My Tier 4 is a lot like your Tier 3, where I have Shea, Jalen Brown, Booker, Donovan, four people who have proven to be all-stars and are really good, but I don't think they'll be a first or second option on a good team. Or, like, sorry, they'll be a first or, se- or, first or second option on a good team, but never – a winning finals team. I can't, I can't, I'm not sold on Devin Booker. I don't know what's holding me back. I feel like he's hiding behind Chris Paul's greatness. Really? Can you explain in that? Well, Booker, Booker could always shoot the three, never at a high clip. He was always that 34, 35% shooter. Chris Paul has come and taken a lot of that pressure off him where he's the primary ball handler. Of course, I, I just, I, I guess I want to see Booker do it without Chris Paul, and I want to see if he reverts back to that chucker we had for four years who played no D and wasn't winning. Yeah, I I find them hard to win by himself, and I think they need Chris Paul, so I don't see that happening. Okay. okay. And my last player in T4, I had Zion Williamson. I think he's good when he plays, but I just don't think he ever plays. Well, it's, it's, it's early. I, I think, you know, he's had some challenges over the last two years. <laughs> His whole career. I'm hopeful he's going to get on the court eventually. 
but we should have had a whole a whole tier to Ben Simmons and Zion all to themselves. No, I just want Zion. Ben Simmons can sit in tier five and rot. Oh, ouch, <laughs> ouch, poor Ben Simmons. All right, so who who is in your tier five? And and you're gonna let him rot there, but you didn't have to put him in, so you clearly agree <laughs> that he's talented. I think that there's just kind of like a six foot eleven point guard who can play defense. It's hard not to have him there. I feel like he just makes your team better being there. And even with Philadelphia having shooters all around him, he still wasn't performing greatly on offense. But his defense was defensive player of the year level. I Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And tier five. This is our YOLO. All, maybe, maybe not that we think they'll be an all-star. We think they might be more than an all-star. This is the YOLO all-NBA tier. Uh, starting off, I'd Aiden. I think Aiden is going to be good. He'll be an all-star. He could be a superstar, but I don't really see it happening. Um, I think he'll make your team a lot better, but never to the point of winning the finals. I think Aiden would have absolutely been a superstar in the 1980s. He would have been throwing <laughs> Patrick Ewing on the ground. He would have been dunking on Scottie Pippen. It would have been fun to watch. And I think he came He came along 20 years too late. I agree with that. And Eve really is just born in the wrong time. For my second player, I Jamal Murray. I think he's a phenomenal player. He's an all-star with potential superstar level talent. Um, I think he compliments Jokic really well, but I think he's the third star, not the second star on the team. Okay. I, I, I agree. He's always going to be the second or third star. Yeah. Um, my third player, I guess, is Bam Amabio. I think he can pass, he can score, he's got good defense, but once again, I see him as the third option, not even the second, um, and I think they need just more on that team. Bam is a winner. He just wins. I agree. He he he, he doesn't have any glaring weaknesses. He maybe is not spectacular as far as scoring. He does everything well, though, and, and he's just going to help my team win, so I always have a spot for Bam. Yeah, it's hard to fault him. And my final and last player on this tier is Cade Cunningham. I think he really could be a superstar, but I haven't seen enough of him to put him at a higher tier. I think he absolutely could be, but as of right now, I have him in my tier five. Yeah, I agree. I have him in my tier five. My tier five is Lamelo, Anthony Edwards, Mobley, and Cade Cunningham. And I haven't seen enough from Mobley or Cade uh, to really elevate them beyond that, but I see glimpses of, of just spectacular basketball, and I look forward to seeing more of it. I, I agree. All right, so that is our, our top 15 we want to start a team with. Uh, before we end this episode of the podcast, I would like to start the stats of the week. Uh, for my stat of the week, I had most offensive fouls committed. And coming in at number one is Carl Anthony Towns at 29. Standing at uh, at 29 offensive committed fouls, he's six more than second place, which is DeMontis Sabonis at 23. Yeah, I don't know how he gets himself in that predicament. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I keep waiting for him to evolve and grow as a player. I don't know what else he can evolve on. Well, okay. Well, my, my stat of the week is between two plays. It's either going to be Devin Booker throwing the Toronto Raptor out of an empty stadium <laughs> because he was waving his arms and apparently <laughs> apparently he was distracting up more than 25,000 fans screaming. But I think I'm going to go with uh, my man Russell Westbrook out in, out in uh, Lakerland against the, the Sacramento Kings, the terrible, terrible Sacramento Kings. 
Westbrook went off for two for 14 from the field, 0 for 5 from three-point range, and the amazing Sacramento Kings decided to play Foreigner's 1977 classic Cold as Ice every time Westbrook missed a shot. (laughs) Apparently he didn't appreciate that, and uh, Sacramento has been spanked a little bit by the NBA and has been told they can no longer play that. That that is going to certainly be my stat of the night tonight. (laughs) What a crazy stat we're seeing. Uh, Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Mouse in the House, and we'll be back next week. Goodbye. Bye.